Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. For all you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? Yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the B. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all the Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. But I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics, 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy, Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. conference version now for our uh, Causeway Street season preview episode as we are only weeks away now thanks to the new schedule setup so and I can't say love I, it I can't say I'm complaining over here you know what I mean I mean what four games get right to it get the regular season started and uh, it's going to be a good one this is the Causeway Street podcast Joseph Pavone here Joel Pavone Sean Dutra we got uh, uh, Zach Pelican he's uh he's not in the building but he's, he's on the phone what's up Zach not too much, gentlemen. How you doing? Good, good. So, of course, we're going to have to talk about uh, the Celtics' first preseason game. I mean, around these parts, it was a big deal. The first time we can honestly say that uh, a preseason game sort of meant more than uh, any other preseason game. So, we'll, we'll break that down. But we'll also talk about the other teams in the Eastern Conference because the only two teams we've been uh, discussing on this podcast throughout the entire summer has been the Celtics and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Of course, the, the two clear-cut favorites in the East. But we'll talk about a couple other teams that we think may be in the mix See if, if, if uh, maybe the Washington Wizards or the Toronto Raptors have a chance to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll break that down. And uh, we'll, we'll also get into, uh, uh, in case you missed it, as well. We, we got some breaking news, Joel. Did you, did you say that before the podcast? We got some breaking news or, or some uh, some updated news? Updated news. Well, updated on news. A, uh, a headline. Yes. It was a, a headline that we've, we've been seeing throughout the last couple of days. Yes. Uh, Joel will give us an update on that. And, Dude, Joel uh, will be extremely happy to hear about this. For in case you missed it. And uh, you know what? Should we get into it? No, no, no. We'll save it. We'll save it. Okay. Re- regular season right. only. Regular season right. only. We'll, we'll do. Uh, we'll look ahead only for the regular. Oh season. yeah, I'm not. I'm not ready yet. Yeah, you're not ready. Still working on the windpipes. I mean, Sean's got a whole new thing that he's he's got for this one. Yeah, you know, for plus, this plus, we'll, we'll debut that in another episode. Plus, Next. he's he's training for his uh, his one on one with the statue. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. We got to We got to We got to get much an has update. moved on that front. We got to get an update on that. You got nothing? No. No, I just sort of have s- you even touched the basketball? No. Okay. <laughs> No. All right, well, there's that. Uh, <laughs> statue guy has a chance. <laughs> when we do find out his name, like, can we just keep calling him Statue guy? I like calling him that. Yeah, sure. Statue guy. I, I'm, I'm sure he does too. Yeah, it's better. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> okay, hey, so first, he started it. First preseason game: Celtics, Hornets. I mean, the uh, first half, of course, was a. Uh, not, I wouldn't say exciting, but it was interesting to finally see these guys on the on the floor together, uh, playing against NBA competition. Uh, thoughts, guys? Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, uh, Al Horford. I thought looked great. It's a crazy. It's crazy different. It's like it's, the it's, Celtics it's, that we know is it's just, different. Yeah, that's uh, that definitely that, that's a good way to put it. Like I, I think we we all <laughs> we all knew like okay, it's gonna be a different team this year. Mad new people coming in, but we like. Do you it, remember? Do you remember? 
after Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett got traded and right. no one had any expectations right. for that team. So it was just like all these new faces. I mean, this time around, obviously there are, there's expectations, but I feel like it's just like, wow, this, this team is completely different. Yeah, you have no – like <laughs> like other than – I mean, you sort of – obviously the team – Technically, it's, it's probably better than it was, but like we got so used to that core of Thomas Bradley, like Smart Crowder, just all, just like that's who the team is, that's yeah. who the squad is. Like, who else is gonna chip in? Now it's like, all right, well, we got it now. Yeah, like a season like, ago, watch, you, just, you just added Horford, yeah, pretty much to the mix. Like watching Kyrie Irving out there and Gordon Hayward out there is just really we didn't get a huge glimpse of them in Game One. It's a little weird. It, it, it's weird, but <laughs> but. I think there's so much potential in in this team. Just watching them play, even though we didn't see too much of Haywood and uh, Kyrie play the first half. I mean, which was expected. They are fun to watch. Like just they're fast, they're fast paced up and down the court. One thing that I did love was how active they were in the passing lanes. They were just trying to get every steal right out of every, every pass and then run the run the floor. Yeah, yeah. The defense looked looked you know solid for a first preseason game, right? To say the least. I mean, the offense, of course, we know this team can put up points, and of course, Kyrie Irving, you know, found that found that offense in the first quarter. But I felt like Gordon Hayward was sort of uh, trying to pick his spots. You know, I felt like he he was just trying to uh, you know trying to give Kyrie that space that of course that he needs, but at the same time finding ways to be effective. I love the backdoor cut. Yep. You know, I love the uh, the catch and shoot. I mean, those are sort of gonna be, I think, the staple of, of Gordon Haywood in terms of how he gets his his uh his his easy buckets. You know, there was a lot of uh Great screens being being made by by Al Horford that freed him up. I love how he didn't uh, necessarily put the ball on the floor in order to score because I think that's going to be part of a, a big part of of the adjustment he ha- he's going to have to make because in Utah he would put the ball on the floor a lot. Right. I think alongside Kyrie Irving, you sort of have to adjust. He's going to be the primary ball handler. I think so you have to sort of time to put the ball on the floor. I mean, Kyrie Irving played well, with LeBron yeah. James, right? I mean, LeBron well, yeah, had the no. ball in his hands nine, not, you know, 80% of the no, time. No, I'm with you. I, I get that. But I, I think it's it's encouraging to see him score in different ways than just driving sure. and, and, and cutting to the hoop. Plus, I love the backdoor cuts. I love Al Horford. I mean, Al Horford, man, I, I know it's only one game, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the, the, the top assists, the yeah, assist leaders for this team. I was just about to mention that uh, with, with Horford. I I feel like and and Brad Stevens' system, especially on on offense, is like everybody touches the ball, mm-hmm. right? So and the offense still sort of you're gonna have I, I think, think multiple we'll people run through Al Horford as it as as the big man playing that pick and roll. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Al Horford thrives in that role. Here's one thing though, I, I we love the short preseason though. Are the Celtics gonna sort of like get the short end of the stick this year. You bring all these new players in. Because of the yeah, because of that. And then you have four games to just figure it out. Right, like yeah, they yeah. may start the season off a little bit sluggish. I mean, just well, I because think, I think that's going to happen regardless though. Whether it's four games or six games or seven games, I think that happens regardless because, you know, you are not a team is not going 100 against you no matter what. You know what I mean? Right. If that makes sense. I right. I, I feel I like get you're, that. you're not but getting you're, you're incorporating so many pieces. But right. I mean, live and, but you're NBA. not getting the best out of out of those uh, opponents, you know, Still, whether it's, it's 5, 6, 7 games, you know. It's different than just practice though. I mean, getting up against live that's competition, true. Right. Like, that's instead huge. Of, instead of playing against each other. That's right. true. Right. Uh, Zach, what's your take on the offense? You know, obviously it was a small sample size. Uh the 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 big 3 for the Celtics didn't uh, playing the second half, so it was very limited. But what was your take of that first quarter, especially? I thought it was good. I mean, you can see the potential with this group immediately. Uh, you know, between Kyrie and, and all the different uh, all the different lanes he's going to open up, and, and all the uh, the attention that he's going to grab out there. I mean, he's going to be really the star of the show. And I think we kind of all figured that as soon as that trade was made, that Kyrie's going to be the guy that they go to. They're going to start the offense and run the offense right through him. And then having a guy like Gordon Hayward, I think it's going to take a little while to see him really get into the flow of the offense. Uh, I think he's going to lay back, just like you guys said. He's probably going to sit back for a little while here until he kind of figures out what Kyrie wants to do, where his comfort level is. And then I think you're going to see Gordon start to take off. So he's a guy for me. I think it's probably going to take maybe 10, 15 games. But you know, I, I think once he gets going, he's going to be a real, real solid perimeter guy. And I think he's going to find himself open a lot more than he did in Utah, where a lot of the focus of that offense was running through his hands. Uh, and, and then, I mean, you, you look at uh, you look at Horford, and I mean, his ability to pass as a big man, I mean, w- 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 I think for for big guys, he was what, the, the top assist guy for anyone who's considered a center or played minutes at center last year. He was one yeah. of the best passers in the I league. I heard some so. crazy he stat on that last year, last, or Maybe it was in the game. I yeah, don't know. No, if I, think said it, it. I think if, if you were at least uh, six, seven or higher or something, I forget what the statistic was. I mean, the the height was, but I think he led all legit big men. Yeah, in, in and I guess he was one of the only five 
centers that have averaged five plus assists, right. like true centers over the past like forty years or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. he's truly a, a new generation center, and yeah, and right. if we can keep him at center, like I I don't like him at the four, do not like him at the four. I like him at the five. He brings a different feel at the five. If yeah. We keep him at center. I mean, that's that's a game changer. You get five assists and you know eight rebounds out of your center with a solid. Solid touch from beyond the arc too. Right, and he also gets a lot of open looks this season yep. because of because of the, uh, the the new players. Definitely, uh, Zach. I do remember a, a, a text message that we all received from you before <laughs> uh, the preseason opener. Mm, that you out. had you had a, you had a great feeling about the second unit. So, what were your thoughts on the I second unit? Very very impressive in the second half. I actually a lot of the first half I was kind of in and out of the game. I'll, I'll be completely honest there. But the second half Pleasure. I watched wire to wire. And um, I really like what I saw. That that second unit is going to be – I think it has a potential to be possibly the best bench we've seen in the last four or five years. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing depth at every position now. I mean, Daniel Tice – let's not go crazy. Train. Let's Get on the Tice train. That, I'm on that train. Choo-choo. I hopped on that train real fast. Now, now I'm not going to sit oh, here man. and say he's going to be 14-7 every night, but that – that's the type of energy you want to see out of your guys that are 6'10", 6'11", big guys. He's, he's uh, moving really well, uh, moved well on the offensive end, which was a huge surprise. I mean, everyone kind of said, well, he's a good rebounder out of the German league. He can defend a little bit uh, at the four and the five. And that's kind of what he's going to do. Him and Baines are just going to bang bodies underneath. But he was moving really well for a big guy. He was yeah. able to get into the lane. He was offensive rebounding, which is something that Boston's been dying to have the last couple of years. So if he can be that player in uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes a night, He's going to carve himself a really nice role really fast for this team because as of right now, they only have two big men who are truly in the rotation right now between Baines and, and Horford. I wouldn't say – I mean, Morris is a stretch four, so you're not really counting him yeah, as no. a true big man. No. So at the end of the day, I mean, there is plenty of opportunity for Tice to get into this rotation. Outside of that, I mean, we know what Marcus is. We know what Jalen is. Both of those guys, athletic, perimeter guys. Marcus looks uh, he looks very good with uh, the dropped weight that he's had. I'm I'm going to expect the same thing out of him that I had in, in past years where you know he's going to knock down a few shots and then he's going to go ice cold. That's that's who he is. I, I've kind of right. accepted that. Jalen offensively, I think has an opportunity to take a big step up, especially when he's in that second unit. He's going to be a go-to guy. He's going to get a lot of shots that he wasn't getting a year ago. And the same thing with Jason Tatum. Not a great uh, debut performance for him, but you know he had that one. Um, I think it was more or less a step uh, a step away or a step back a step uh, jumper back. that yeah, he had yeah. Yeah, on that near side where I was like, you know what? There's not a lot of rookies who are going to knock that shot down with that type of confidence mm-hmm. and be able to take that shot. And I think he's going to do just fine on that second year. Him and Jalen, that's going to be a very nice uh, duo that we're going to see quite a bit of. Yeah, uh, the extension and, and, too. You, that, that's a tough shot to block. Yeah. It is, it is. I mean, he's a lot bigger than I think people give him credit for. I mean, yeah. he's a legit 6'8". You know? yeah, he is a yeah. true wing, and, and um, you know, he'll be able to play a little bit of four as, as a stretch guy as well. He rebounded the ball pretty well. I was I was really happy with that. Defensively, he was pretty active, which is kind of where I've been uh, a little weary about him going into the season. I kind of thought, uh, you know, when he gets up against some of those bigger guys, some of those more athletic players, he might have some issues. But, he, uh, you know, for game one, uh, he really didn't look too bad there. I think the real key, though, for me going forward, I'm going to watch a lot and very closely Terry Rozier. I think he's going to play a lot of point guard in that second unit this year. And, you know, can he run that offense? Can he get that second unit to play at the pace that they want him to play at, as well as being able to, you know, slow things down, run the half court? And then defensively, I mean, Avery Bradley's gone. Everyone kind of just shifted their focus and said, well, Mark Smart's going to be the new defensive guy, or Jalen Brown's going to be the new defensive stopper. Terry Rozier has every skill in the bag to be able to be a defensive stopper on that second unit. So I think it's a huge opportunity for him to really step up and uh, and be that number two point guard on the team too. Well, if well, not, you got Shane Larkin in the wing. In the, I was just going to say, well, well, let me ask <laughs> you this, Zach. Pocket there. Is there a chance that, that that spot could be up for grabs? You know, I mean, Shane Larkin is someone uh, that – It's Rozier's spot to lose, I think. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I mean, though. Do you think that's a, he's in danger of that? You know, you talk about someone that can play defense. You talk about someone coming off the coming off the bench that you want to play defense efficiently, run the offense, be that floor general while Kyrie Irving gets his rest. I mean, between him and Shane Larkin, I mean, Shane Larkin obviously has to prove himself, but at the same time, I mean, you, you would say the I don't know does have the experience. Not yeah, not only that, but the tools may be there in terms of if you depending on what you want. Though, of course, if you want that. Flash of offense right off the bench, that pure, you know, score and 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 
Terry Rozier, then Rozier's your guy. But if you're looking for somebody that can give you a little bit of both, I mean, I don't know. It could be, it could be his for the taking if he's able to keep it up and, and prove himself. Larkin's a nice piece to have on the end of your bench because I think he brings some depth at the point guard position, and he can run point. I think we've seen that before, but... You know, you know what you're getting out of Larkin. I mean, he's not going to defend well. He'll distribute the ball. He won't turn the ball over. He really won't score. But, like, Rozier has the ability that anytime he's out there on the court, he could easily go for, you know, 15, 20 points that night, make a couple big plays. Where Larkin, you're just going to get the guy that's not going to make him make a huge mistake. You know well, what I mean? I, I, just like, I just like the fact when Larkin came in, I felt like that helped Tatum get going. Because he was, yeah, he, 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 he wasn't, yeah. Because he, I, not only that, but he got tights going as well. Like I think those three guys, right. as odd of of a, a pairing or sure. combo of those three guys looked, you know, coming off the bench. But when they were playing together, they looked comfortable playing together. So, so I, I, I sort, I sort of agree with Zach's point. Overall, the second unit did look pretty good. But if you're gonna rely on Jalen Brown to be your offense. On the second unit, you're gonna struggle. I think it depends who you're playing, though. I mean, but I, I'm just saying, like on your on your second unit, what I'm seeing is if Tatum takes a while to develop, you have a huge void of scoring coming off your bench, of just a score coming off your bench. Because I'm sorry, I'm not ready to say that Jalen Brown. I, I'm giving him a chance this year. I will give him a chance, but I'm not ready to say. He's the scorer going to be in our second unit. Where offense is going to go through Jalen Brown in, in the second unit. Well, you forgot about Marcus Smart. Ma- Marcus Smart isn't going to be. He's not. We've seen it in the past. We know what Marcus Smart is. He's not a guy that can score. Well, I, well, think, I think that's why he needs to make this leap. And I'm sure that's what Zach's about to say right now. Well, yeah, absolutely. But I was going to say, additionally, the second unit is going to be either Smart or Brown. It's not going to be both because. You figure one of them is going to be in that starting lineup next to uh, uh, Kyrie in the backcourt. Right. So you kind of have to choose which one. And, I mean, neither one of them – I don't think we can sit here and say that either one of them are going to be a 20-plus point-per-game guy. But in the same breath, I think the tools are there for Jalen Brown to take that big step forward. I'll be totally honest. You, you look at some of the highlights that you got from Brown a year ago, and you say, wow, he really is you know, a solid player. He can do a lot of uh, great stuff. But – you look at the stat line, it's really not that impressive what he did a year ago for a third overall pick. Jalen Brown? very average. Yes. Yeah, Jalen Brown. Yeah. And he has to take a big step <laughs> yeah, forward. Of I course think it, Yeah, Jalen Brown. <laughs> averages, averages hell. Averages hell the first year. Averages are averages. Because averages, they're averages. Because they're averages. Of course. I mean, that's why he got those DMPs, right? Listen, he, here's... It was a short leash. Yeah. I think I'm going to make a bold prediction. Ooh. If Jason Tatum isn't the third leading scorer on this team... We could be having some offensive struggles. The third? The third? No, he's not going to average. He's going to average more than Horford? Horford? Yeah. How many, points did Horford a- How many points did Horford and average Marcus last year? Morris? 15. And Marcus Morris. 15. And Marcus 15. Morris. Wow. Yes. And Marcus Morris, too. There you go. Yes. I think, I think you, need, you, need, you need a third score. Like, we're going to have more offense than we've had out of two players with Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, right? But the thing is, last year, when we had, we had the team with our – the, the role players there, right? Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, um, Al Horford, not a role player, but whatever, right? They Avery weren't Bradley. they well, no, the, the guys that are here right now, they weren't oh, they weren't really like taking over games offensively, right? But uh, the like, good thing about is a year ago? A year ago. But yeah, the their good, roles were different. Right. But you had Jay Crowder there. You had Avery Bradley there, right? Who could fill in the gaps for when, when Isaiah wasn't wasn't scoring. I'm just saying keep an eye out for that, because I don't think it's a Huge problem, but if Tatum takes a while to get going and Brown isn't coming out like a world beater offensively, I think he's a good basketball player where he will be contributing and making winning plays like a Marcus Smart. Well, it, I just think you need scoring from that second unit, and I don't see where you're going to get it from unless it's Jason Tatum. It goes back to what, what me and Sway have been preaching since the, the arrival of Kyrie Irving. If the Celtics... Well, mainly Celtics fans are relying on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to score double digits every single night. That's a lot. Yeah. To ask for. I I agree because I mean, if you are, say, I mean, we didn't see Marcus Morris, and that's another body that can score and is going to be eating up minutes, right? Which can't be overlooked. It can't, as much as you want to make fun of that, Marcus Morris is going to have a big spot on this team. This yeah, year. he's cemented into the rotation. Right. You're going to have to find scoring coming from somewhere. And when we look at it, we have Brown and Tatum, really, because those are the two guys that you're expecting to expand their offensive roles this year, which 
So you're gonna you're gonna ignore Aaron Baines and his ten points? I'm gonna ignore <laughs> Aaron Baines and his ten points. Yeah, Tommy Tyson wasn't ignoring that dude though. Well, yeah, well, he, I was, I would, he was more into something else. Something else. I, I was gonna say, little schlong. Let's look into the uh, big schlong to the, the to the defensive side of things. Uh, Zach, how <laughs> how gonna... put together is Aaron Baines? I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about his? Uh, I don't know if Zach got to look at him in the shower his, like Tommy did. His Celtics debut because I I, I love the uh, you know the enforcer role. For Aaron Baines on this team, I mean this this Celtics team. I always said ever since the Kyrie Irving trade, the defensive the defensive end of things is what concerns me the most about this team. Can this team, you know, make huge stops at the end of games, prevent teams from from you know closing out games where where it comes down to the wire? I mean, because that was the defensively the, that was the backbone of this team the last two years. That is how the Celtics defeated some of the best teams in the NBA the last two years. It was the defensive side. Coming up with those big stops and, of course, converting on the offensive end, you know, we all know that both of those, both of these uh, acquisitions over the summer are going to deliver offensively, so there's not much of a concern there. But on the defensive end, can this team make stops, and do you see Baines as someone that can be one of those defensive anchors for this team? Can they make stops? Yes, and I think they will. I think Boston should be one of the better defensive teams in the NBA this year. My biggest fear with this team is I think even though defensively they should be close to what they've been the last couple of years, I still don't think they're a great uh, rebounding team. And with someone like Kyrie Irving who's going to give up shots, he's going to give up the lane a few times a game, You know, he's going to get beat. No questions asked there. I think there's going to be an opportunity for, or I think there's going to be um, a little bit of a struggle, I guess I should say, in terms of being able to defend the basket and be able to get those defensive rebounds. So I do worry about that. Um, the, the, the telling number with Boston, I think, unquestionably, is going to be how many second chance points are they giving up to opposition? Oh, what is because if they're th- that's if they're been the given, question for the past what twenty years of the Boston Celtics? <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Uh... Since, since KG and, and, and Perk were giving up second chances. Yeah, they've been, I mean, they were still one of the worst yes. uh, rebounding teams in, in those championship, that championship season. But yeah, no, I hear what you're I, saying. It, it, I think that's going to be the telling stat because I think defensively their efficiency ratings are going to be great. I think they've got a lot of good individual defenders. I think once the system uh, vets in for a lot of these players who are, are new uh, to Brad Stevens' team and, and, and you know his uh, – different nuances on the defensive end. I think once they get going, they're going to be really solid defensively. But like I said, if they're giving up offensive rebounds, they're still going to have the same issues that they had a year ago. All right. Well, let's but get into, uh, I, let's get into the, the teams that, that I'm going to give them fits. Obviously not the Cleveland cap aside from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cause we all know that it's going to be a tough matchup for them throughout the entire season. But well, considering that the subjects have no one taller than, than Baines at six ten. Baines ain't seven feet. No, there's no seven foot on his team. He's just a giant. That's why he yeah. just has that build. Horford six nine. Tyson six nine. You don't need. Come on, a, you, heard, you, don't you heard need Tommy, a seven man. footer well, anymore. Though. Well you, together, you don't man. need a seven footer anymore. Yeah, because you. Have I'm not saying. Really I'm not saying you need a seven footer, but you need. You need like an enforcer. I think. I think they'll. They'll be fine. I. I, I truthfully think that if Tice can play. That type of way with that athleticism and that rebounding prowess, I think you're going to see him sort of take when it, over. When it's not October 2nd? Yes, when it's not it. October 2nd. But I'm just saying. You're relying on Tyson to, to, to do that. So you're relying on Baines after. Defensively, after. yes. Yes. No, I think I, he would be a better defender than Tice. I do. No, I don't think Consider, so. Considering he has championship experience, yes. Yes. Baines is going to be more important than you think. Listen, don't say Baines has championship experience. He does. How, many, how much did he play in that team? He played right behind Tim Duncan. He, he was the he third from string. The, from the school of POP, man. There you go. School of pop. <laughs> we just talked about that last week. All right. We'll see how his championship experience shows. Well, you'll see. Hey, more Daniel so, Tice won a German League championship. More so than more so than, than Morris. Nah, I'm just... Come on, man. Um, <laughs> All right, which team is giving these guys comp? It's... We got the Toronto Raptors. So, we got the Washington Wizards. I mean, the Wizards... The there's three. The Bucks. That's true. I put the Bucks in there. I mean, There's I bring, the Wizards, up, the, I Raptors, bring up the Wizards Bucks. because I, I still say, I mean, if Kelly Olenek doesn't drop damn near 30 in that game seven, I'm not quite sure if something's come out of that series. I, I think that they were that close, and I think that they're going to be knocking on that door again this season. I think the Wizards are going to be right there. I think the I think the Wizards are definitely your biggest challenger 
outside of the Cavs. Outside Cleveland, yes, yeah. agreed. I, I'd say the Raptors. They, they had fits with the Still, Raptors huh? last year. They did. <sighs> yeah, no but, one. The yeah, Celtics. Right. Nobody in the Celtics wanted to see the Raptors in the in the playoffs last year, and they were lucky not to see them in the playoffs. Yeah, well, that was true. Because but something about the way they play in the playoffs, I, I just don't. I, I don't. Doesn't okay. strike fear for the Celtics. I, I don't. All right. Yeah, I'm I can almost, agree with that. But I'm, it's I'm, still. It's still. But during the regular season, series. I mean, yeah. he was. I mean, he. They were. Ah, he. They were one of the top teams in the East. Good one, I'm more worried about Milwaukee than the Raptors actually this year. Than the regular season and and uh, overall, okay. I just I just think Milwaukee's. Gonna, well, they beat the Celtics too in the regular season. Yeah, I just think Milwaukee's sort of got like a like a different vibe out there. I don't know, like when you have the Greek Freak and you have all these pieces. Like if you look at the roster, their their roster is filling out pretty nicely with role players, and then well, their biggest they're they're pretty big down low. Yeah, and they're and <laughs> they're they're big one through five. You kidding? Yes, me? they're they're, they're, they're put five. together. They're put together down low. Cow down there, Tommy. Yeah. Okay, I took a look at Baines in the shower. I, I, he looks like all of Australia. <laughs> <laughs> he is really put together. Zach, what do you think? What's uh, which team is going to throw some fits for the Celtics? Uh, I still like Toronto, just like Joel said. Yeah. I, I I think it's. Uh, they still, for me, player for player, probably match up the best against uh, the Clevelands and the Bostons in the East. I think they have the, mo- the most star power. And I'm anxious to see what they do now with Serge Ibaka after a half season. Are, are, is he going to be a little bit more assimilated to that team? Is he going to be someone that they can rely on a little bit more offensively, uh, as well as being a shot blocker down low? So I still think it's Toronto. I'll, I'll give you a team that I really like outside of Toronto and Washington. I think Detroit is sneaky good this year. Oh, no, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on, dude. Yeah. I'll take I'll take the seventy sixes over Detroit any day. This oh, I mean, talking about Washington, so I mean they do have a player who's only a little uh slightly not as good as Gordon Hayward and Avery Bradley. Listen. We don't have to get into that. I'm sticking by that, man. Gordon no, Hayward but, but is like your. You'll, you'll find no, out this, this year. You'll find out when Avery Bradley is the focal point of the offense. Oh, yeah. See what they, happens. And then, no, the and then they go their enforcers, 11 though. wins all year. Detroit's going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I the think. Celtics took away their enforcers, though, so it's all good. No Morris, no Baines. Yeah, I, 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 I sort of think, you know, Avery Bradley will have a good year in Detroit, yes, but that team is going fucking nowhere, dude. That team's going nowhere. They're probably going to trade Drummond at the trade deadline. Like, I think that team's going absolutely nowhere. All right. Anybody else? So I I do I do think Philly's going to make a run and they're going to be a tough four uh, like four five matchup if you well maybe not four five no yeah they could Easy. no I mean if Toronto no, falls they can off, make the, they can make the playoffs let me some Joel Embiid now but you know no you got an, did you see Ben more Simmons than thirty games I'm just saying Ben Simmons looked like the real deal in that first, it was the first preseason game so I some, get it so someone else who didn't play last year didn't play last year you have Markel Fultz you have Joel Embiid. You have Saric there, who had a really good season last no, they year. Have, they they have, have horses. They have horses. I'm not saying that, but can the horses keep up in an 82 sure. game season? Sure, but I'm. I, no, what the? They have horses, really? How many games <laughs> they win last year? What the hell are you talking? You're sitting there. You're gonna what the? Yo, is it, is, Zach, isn't it, are you have, like, serious, bro? Ben Simmons, number one overall pick. Mark 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 number overall pick. Joel Embiid. Easily. Who gives what? a shit? Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! It doesn't mean anything. Oh no, Zach. The the Detroit Pistons are gonna have a better record than the. Sixers. How about you tell me oh, more yeah. about Milwaukee? Who's Milwaukee's number two? As soon as you take off G, uh, Giannis, you take him off of the court. Who's the number two? Brogdon. Oh yeah, that's gonna push. That's gonna fear, put fear right in the rest of the Eastern Conference. Who's Detroit's number two? Who's Detroit's number two? Is it Brogdon out for a little bit? Who's Detroit's number two? Oh, Brogdon's out. Oh, okay. Well, you know that makes you. I don't know. Pick between Jackson and uh, Avery Bradley, Drummond, Drummond. That's the three. Okay, so you have Avery Bradley and Andre Drummond, and that that's supposed to be the Philadelphia 76ers team. That's if Joel Embiid can stay, if they're gonna rest Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons legitimately looks like an an all star the way he's playing so far <laughs> in one game. No, fine, Just laugh at it. But when we're twenty games into the season and this dude's averaging twenty points and ten assists a night. Then we can laugh at it. Whoa, we'll see. Whoa. Yeah, we'll okay. see. We'll right. see. Uh, and ten. We'll see in the third game of the regular season when the Celtics take on the Sixers. All, right. all I'm saying is how that how, team how deep they are. That team has been building for this Sh- moment, but, but Sh- for I, this year, not where for this finally year. they get NBA. They have them building. They for have Mark Helfold. They, they have, have Amir Johnson and JJ Redick. <laughs> They're gonna be all right. D- don't sleep on JJ Redick as your freaking. As your shooting guard in that lineup? Listen, Sean. Obviously, squad, the team is man. built for the future, but they're not, they're not building for this year. I mean, look, we're talking about guys who are the last two 
the last two uh, drafts, I think it's safe to say that a lot of the, the the best players in those drafts aren't guys that are like that are arrived to their teams ready to drop twenty and ten, like you say. You know what I mean? These are guys that are going to take years to develop. I mean, Covington though. What about Covington? Covington's a role player. No, I'm saying I'm just meant this like this. The team, the team is a lot. I I agree with Sean. The team is a lot deeper. Then people are gonna give him credit for no, yes. but I think yeah, I think, because no one has seen Ben Simmons no, or Markel Fultz play, but they're the back to back number one picks. I think you're overhyping these players into thinking that they're gonna be all stars next year. I don't think put it this way, they won't they won't be a single all star on that team. Oh, oh well, okay. No, there'll be one. Okay, you know what? There may be one. Embiid could make but, the All Star team, but it won't be. Yeah, because he he almost made and, it last and year. And Ben Simmons may make but, the All Star team, but there's not going to be like a bona fide like superstar. You guys, you guys are twenty and ten. That's 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 damn near a, a superstar. That's what I, I'm just. I, that is a superstar, actually. Easily, yeah. easily it's a superstar. But <laughs> well, it depends. Some people define superstars as like you have to be top five. So the, it all depends on how on the criteria you the have. Eastern Conference for sucks this year. It That's why I'm thinking, okay, yeah. But it's all can different. It. It's all different. I'm sure it's in, in case you missed it, but we'll talk about I mean, that Because, I mean, well, <laughs> well, not, well, yeah, it's different because of that, but it's also different because, you know, we talked about this months ago. Jimmy Butler, Paul George. I mean, the list goes on. All these all-stars are out west now. Paul so Millsap. There's, there's, all there's, gone. There's chances for, for middle-tier all-stars to bump up and or borderline all-star players that, that didn't make it last year to make it this year. And, by the way, Milwaukee does have – a pretty good team. Number two, I think you're gonna go with Jabari Parker. Uh, if, if his knees are, if he can play, left there. if yeah, he can play. If. But then you do have some depth. You have Jason Middleton. Terry? You have uh, Jason, Jason Terry is on the team. <laughs> yes. Thon Maker, don't sleep on Thon Maker. I'm just saying they got a lot. I'll of, sleep on him. All right, fine. <laughs> just okay. I'll sleep on him. I'll sleep on Chris Middleton. I'll take a nap with uh, with, with Greg Monroe. Snell. Snell. I'm just they, saying. Yeah, they Monroe. got James Young though. They got the James Young train. Monroe, they didn't oh, look great. Did they have James Young? <laughs> and Gerald Green, they picked him up last week. Oh, that's hey, right, Gerald Green. Guys, guys, guys! Though you got to remember, though, the expectations of Old an Eastern Conference team is pretty low <laughs> right now. Like you, you that the Bucks are going to be one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference this year. They're going to be. All right, they, I they give will. you that. They'll be better than Detroit. All right, but they're probably going to be. Not saying much. much. Put, it's not saying how much. How much you putting on it? I'll put. No. Oh, you want to put? I will bet so that. No, 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 no betting. Play it one on one somehow. I want to. I want to see a one on one. Between me and Zach, what the fuck? He's like seven foot four, dude. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're gonna let him dunk on you, right? No, he can't. Zach can't dunk on me though. He as long as I don't have to pay myself silver, I, I think that's <laughs> a fair bet. I don't know. Don't sleep on the. Yeah, 76ers. no, no. Yeah, no. I actually do that. Whoever loses gets to pay themselves silver. The Bucks and the 76ers <laughs> will be better than the Detroit Pistons this year, hands down. All, All right, right, top four, top four knees, like, like we did last week. Okay, Celtics. Cleveland. <laughs> Why did you pause there? Can we go, no, 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 <laughs> can we go no, top five? Let's go no, top five. No, no, you're thinking was, ahead. No, no, because I was thinking, like, do I just put them in order? But I'm like, that's fine. I'll just leave it at Celtics yeah. and Cleveland. Uh, Washington. I still think Washington yeah. because they didn't make any yeah. changes. And they're, 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 kind of, they're kind of similar to the Celtics in year three of, like, Brad Stevens. Right. That you know they they trust each other. It's a it's a they're, they're, they 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 went they want to win two series. They want to get to these covers. Yeah, they yeah. went as far as they, they have ever not ever but like since the seventies. So yeah. they're they're hungry. Right. Uh, number four, I'm gonna say Toronto. Yeah, you get you gotta you. That's what you said off the jump, man. You gotta yeah. stick with the Raptors. Yeah, I think I'm gonna stick with the, I'm stick with the Raptors. And then and then the and then the fifth, Milwaukee. Pick pick one. You fifth. know what? Let's go. Let's go to five. I think right, we go to fifth, five. Yeah, but here's, well, I here's I, my I here's my sleeper. Here's my sleeper in like the, the bottom, like the bottom from five to like eight. Uh, you know, Miami. Miami was one game away from making the yeah. playoffs last year. They they they're healthy this year. They got Kelly O, baby. Kelly O's gonna I, be and, Kelly O's <laughs> gonna be his focal point there. I don't know why, but I feel like he is. And you know what though? It's not that Miami really got better, but teams that were above them. Got way worse. Like the Pacers out of the picture now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a couple teams, but the Hornets are the Hornets real? They got Dwight Howard. Really, like they may they may be the eight seed this year. I don't know, but yeah, Atlanta's not nowhere. Atlanta's gone. Yeah. Atlanta's Chicago out. gone. Chicago's I mean, gone. All these teams that are in the mix are yeah, nowhere. Just now, yeah. they just dropped. Yeah, they yeah. just let everybody go. Fell from grace. Uh, Zach, what do you got? Top five dinner alive. Top five, top five. Uh, I like. <laughs> He's like. I like the Cleveland. 70, uh, I like Wolf. Cleveland one uh, because they have. A, I, they got a little bit more continuity. A few more players that have been there a little bit longer, and, and they got the best player in, in the conference. Let's let's be honest. It's called call a spade a spade. Boston two, only in the conference. Boston two, uh, Toronto three. Mm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Detroit four. I, I like that team. <laughs> uh, 
I'm going to take them four. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, Washington five. I like this. Hey, I like this. We, we, can look, it, we can look back on this in uh, four or five months and oh, see, see what happens. It's good. I can't wait but, at the All-Star break when, when freaking Detroit's won five Me games. putting the Celtics over Cleveland, not because I think talent-wise, but I think record-wise they'll have more wins because Cleveland, they really don't care That's, what seed they are. <laughs> so Easter Conference Finals, you guys think it's set? Yeah, it's those oh, two. Yeah. Oh yeah, unless something unless this is an injury, of barring course. some yeah, barring some catastrophic injury, yeah, it's those two. Top five: Celtics, Cavs, Wizards, Bucks. I'm just gonna seventy sixers, seventy sixers in the fifth spot. Jesus. Raptors, five, just because of his Detroit comment, you're gonna go there? Okay. No, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. So I, better than the Raptors? You really like this team yeah, way I, too much. No, I just don't. I just don't think that the. I don't think that the Raptors. I think the Raptors have hit their ceiling where they were like. Not last year, but the year yeah, before that. Yeah, but because these conferences are so yeah, weak, yeah, their ceiling true. is going to be a top three team. No, but but I think, top four. But I think now, like they're not the top dog in the in the Atlantic Division anymore. It's the same exact team, though. It's the same team, but like, I just don't know. I they don't didn't know. lose anybody except for PJ Tucker. Yeah, and they're locked in. With, they're locked in with those three guys. You know, Abaka, DeRozan, yeah. and Lowry. Like I mean, a, full season, a, full, a, a full season, a full season with next Ibaka two to three years could could be could make the difference between like well, a third and a fourth seed for them. I think I think that's true. I think it could make the the, the difference between a third seed and a and a sixth seed. I think that they are right between that area. And so you, you know think, you're think, gonna you're gonna get another career year out of Demar Derozan. Is he gonna get better or is he gonna get a little worse? Right, so, but, so was, you, that is the best we see out of Derozan last year. So do you think it's gonna be like bunching again as it, as, as yeah. it's been in the yes. last? Yes. I do, I, and I, I think I think. So then, so then, Zach's Zach's pick of Detroit is not that far fetched. No, because I think Detroit's going to be like you know part of that outside of the bunch scenario where there's you probably have your your. I think the top three seeds will have a little separation, but four through six or four through seven, I think will be separated by just a couple of games. They'll just bunch up there. Maybe they're all right around forty to forty five wins, something around there. You know what I mean? All right, anybody outside of the of the playoff. Picture could sneak their way in, possibly Brooklyn. Wow, I maybe see, I, I didn't see that one coming. Maybe Brooklyn has. I mean, they did you just say Brooklyn? They could. <laughs> do you know how bad I'm saying as an ace as an eight seed? If somebody said Miami last year, the Eastern Conference sucks. I think no, you really like that draft class. Are you, are you telling me do you believe in D'Angelo De- Russell? Because that's the only way they no, may have a chance. I, like the I think D'Angelo Russell. You have Damari Carroll. You have you Damari have Carroll. You have just players that like will Mosgar baby. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even on that train. Tyler's that's Zeller their is big. Oh, Tyler Zeller's a Brooklyn. <laughs> their uh, big three. I mean, those three names with new places, including Mosgar. That's their big three. Yeah, it's it's Lynn bad. It's Sanity. bad, but I think that this, yeah, Jeremy Lin's there too, man. Cleveland's gonna be pissed, Sean. I'm just, <laughs> they have I'm, they have a guy on their team named Spencer Dinwiddie. Hey, I, we watched him live. Remember, Dinwiddie balled up against the Celtics last year in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> and we were yeah, out there. Right. I was like, who the hell is Dinwiddie? And <laughs> also have Dinwiddie. All the Brooklyn fans Dinwiddie. are like, how dare you? <laughs> you don't know. You don't know Dinwiddie. You don't know. You don't know DW. Come this on, man. They still have a Dinwiddie <laughs> jersey, a number forty-seven jersey, or something. They still dude. have Whitehead. You know yeah. DW. Come oh, on, I say guys. Whitehead. Yeah, get on, get on board. It, <laughs> nah, I I just think the I say Brooklyn because why the fuck not? They <laughs> like really when you when you want to pick if you want to pick the top eight teams. I mean, I mean, if we said Sacramento last week, could yeah, possibly yeah, you know what I mean for the West. I'm like, just saying Brooklyn because you got you got Brooklyn. Right you have the Magic. You have the Pacers. You have the Knicks. You have the. Um, are you are you naming the worst teams? The worst in the teams Conference? in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Chicago. And Chicago, right? All so, of those five teams. I mean, there's no, how, somebody could win a couple extra games and get into the playoffs. I mean, I truthfully think. I mean, out of all those teams you mentioned, yeah, I think I think I'm, I have to agree that Brooklyn would, would probably kind of run away from those teams. Yes, because this year. I, I don't Brooklyn agree with that at all. Brooklyn has no reason. No, I'm not saying they're going to make lose. the playoffs, but they're going to they're going to no, separate I don't themselves. Think, I, Indiana I, has. I think they're one of the worst teams out of all those teams you just named. But worse, have, worse than the Bulls. Worse no, than they're not worse than the, the Bulls. Knicks. They're not worse than the Pacers. They're not worse than the Knicks. Yes, they're worse than the Knicks. No, they're yes. not worse than the Knicks. The Knicks are awful. Who is running this team? You tell me, D'Angelo Russell is going to be. Hey, what is he going to be exactly? All, all I can say is you could. Who is winning them games? Can, can That's they the win? Question. Can they win thirty-five games this year? No, no, no chance. Can the Pacers win thirty-five? They games? didn't win thirty-five games last year, and they had Brooke I it, Lopez. I think it's two years combined that they didn't win thirty-five <laughs> yeah. games. Probably if I had to guess, they had they had Brooke Lopez at nah, least. Nah, just 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 yeah, don't don't stay. 
they could make a little run to the A spot. <laughs> Clearly, the conversation was a lot more interesting a week ago when we were talking about the <laughs> West. We're like, yeah. this See, the conference Eastern is conference, stacked. The Eastern I'm like, conference hey, really Brooklyn does suck that the much. We were talking about Phoenix last week, and we were like, oh, they can, they can kind of, you know, make it interesting. What, one team, right, one team we didn't talk I, about. I guess my top five is going to be pretty boring because it, well, it, it's Brooklyn's standard. not in my top five, man. It's no, like I know, but like, twisted, I, I just bro. can't believe you put them in the playoffs. I just asked like a sleeper that could. Yeah, I think we yeah. just challenged the Yeah, no, no, I understand that. I understand that. Who's your and sleeper? And you said Brooklyn. Who's your, who's your sleeper then? No, oh, let, let, let me say okay, it's top, top five. Not Brooklyn. Come on, come on. I can't believe that's your sleeper. Who are you, you going to go with a My sleeper? My sleeper last year, I mean last year, last week was the Portland Trailblazers. Oh. You, you said the Brooklyn Nets. Wait, the Hawks? You're going to put the <laughs> Hawks that's in the AC? Right? No, the Brooklyn's better than them. <laughs> I didn't say the Hawks. I'm just saying, I'm talking about, that was the team I was thinking of when I couldn't remember it. The fucking Hawks, Oh, you're talking about, what's the alternative? I got you. Okay, all right. Cleveland, Boston, Washington, Toronto, Milwaukee. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. okay nothing crazy. Uh, I feel like from six to eight, it's a, I don't know. So we, you're saying a sleeper to, to squeeze to into the playoffs? Squeeze into the playoffs. Or battle, like, like I don't know. Like the Heat last year. Like the Heat last year. Right. Yeah. So I'm on that. Yeah, right on the right. Heat. Last year it was between the Heat, the Hornets, and, the and like. And, 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 and the Bulls. Well, the Bulls. No, the, yeah, okay. Because right. they were the eight spot, right? Yeah. But I felt like, um, I felt like Detroit was in there too. Yeah. Now that you look at the Eastern Conference bottom dollars, like after the Heat, because the Heat will probably make the playoffs and like, I mean, and maybe Zach, even if you're high on Detroit. You know what? I'm probably going to go with Charlotte. Okay. Charlotte has your. Yeah. Charlotte was sleeper. there last year. That's yeah. not really. I don't know. If yeah. No, no, but, no, but they didn't make the playoffs last year. They didn't make it. I mean, they were nine, but they I think they'll, they'll, they'll make it. No, the Hornets, they didn't make the playoffs. They were they finished like ninth or tenth. They they had a terrible stretch of games at, towards the end, and they, they were out of the playoff picture. Yeah. You're a big Dwight oh, fan, shit. And they were in the playoffs up until what March or so, and then they just completely fell apart. Yeah, because right. the, and remember, remember Miami went on that crazy run. They won like twenty some games. Yeah, all of a sudden <laughs> they leapfrogged <laughs> all kinds of teams. They had like they finished they finished with the the, the league. Oh, yeah. What's his best name? record after the All Star uh, Johnson, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, Dwayne, Dwayne, no, Deion Waiters, Deion Waiters. No, Deion Waiters, the other guy, Johnson. Yeah, um, the other Johnson. They have two of them. James yeah. Johnson, the one, Ty- the one with all Tyler the tats. Johnson. Tyler Johnson, Tyler Johnson. Oh, the and, no, guy? James Johnson. No, James Johnson. No, the one with all. I guess they're both tatted up. The tatty tatty. Anyways, yeah, that's my that's my team. The Hornets. I mean, All if, right. if I think the Hornets are going to suck this year again. I mean, if they're healthy, you know, they if prove, they proved last year that they can be a playoff team, and they just shit the bed at the end. Like you said, those handful of teams, the the worst teams in the Eastern Conference. I mean, you I think probably, they're better than all of them. You so. probably have the two most injury prone players in the Eastern Conference with Batum and Dwight Howard on the same team, though. I wasn't even thinking about Dwight. Yeah. I'm thinking more of Batum and uh, oh, Kemba, Kemba Walker, Kemba's a, beast. a bonafide all-star. No, Kemba's a beast. I will give you that. Yeah, who's a bonafide all-star on the Nets? I mean, well, the Knicks have a bonafide all-star on Porzingis. You don't see me saying they're going to freaking make the playoffs. Is he a bonafide <laughs> all-star, though? Like Porzingis? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah really? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. he made it twice, yeah. and he's not going to not make it, so I think you can put him in that Yeah, Por- Porzingis is a bonafide all-star. Yeah. But all he, right. has, he has never made an all-star team, though. How is he a bonafide all-star? Well, he—that's I mean, <laughs> that's my question. He's never made an All-Star team. No, he didn't make it last year. He no. made it last year. Did not. No, probably not. I mean, he's a unicorn, though. You know. <laughs> oh, well, can't deny that. Can't deny that. <laughs> All right, well, he's a, he's a future Bonafide All-Star. Yeah. Guy. This year, he I thought he made it for the first time. No, he no, didn't. no, he didn't. I think he's just. He, I think he's. I think he's a little. I mean, he's obviously got the injury bug. He's like he's, he's always in the. Better. He's always in the mix, right. but. I don't. He's, but he hasn't made it. Let's huh. talk about. I mean, we're we're talking about all stars. We'll wait. Save it. Save it. And we're gonna. Yeah, go, keep going. Well, I'll, I'll save it. Well, whatever. I just think it's gonna be crazy this year. Like, what if all the all stars are just from the Western Conference? What if there's like three all stars from the Eastern Conference this year? No, no, that, but that's no, but not what's gonna happen. Yeah, okay, he'll he'll explain. Yeah, I'll explain. Later. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't think, it doesn't change. I think you're confused. Oh, it doesn't change. Doesn't change. It's just a draft. Yeah. Oh, like, what the fuck is this, man? It's still twelve players in the East, twelve players in the West. It's like what. I get it now. It's like I what get the, it. No, it's like hockey the, does. No, no, no. It's like yeah, what the, hockey did it one year. Yeah. Hockey does it every year. No, I know, but it's, like, it's permanent. It's permanent. When they still had the rookie slash sophomores, they started doing it that way. When they couldn't have one team just full of rookies and one team yeah. of second year players, they mixed it up by having captains and shit and picked that way. Mm. Now they do it like the world against the U.S. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's get into it in case you missed it, Sean. You better you better have like the the, the best version of uh, time to look ahead. Since you all after all that hype, because you I'm said gonna, I'm gonna bang it out. Because something for some reason I get the feeling that you're that 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 was just bullshit. Like what you, the fuck? Just, is you, how how long have you known me? Yeah. What, what am I bullshit? You're top twenty five. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. You're. Um, I didn't really hype that up. Though. <laughs> I didn't hype that up. You kind of did. 
did I? Like this one-on-one thing. I, I, I don't know, man. Big, a big part of me is thinking that you, you, this is never going to happen. Yo, I'm not organizing it. You can re- rewind the tape. I said, I'm not organizing it. I will show up to play on game day. <laughs> But I'm not fucking going in. What are you, a retired NBA player, bro? You're Somebody too good to organize, organize it, it, dude. I'm All not right. fucking doing it. All right. Like, if everyone, if you guys All right, want to but see when happen, you get that phone call and the guy's waiting for you at the court, you better show done. up. Done. I'll be there, up. man. Right. I will be there. All right. Let's get into it in case you missed it. Uh, this episode of the College Street Podcast is, <laughs> well, of course, struggling over there, dude. I don't know what's going on over there. Joel, get your, get your mic get your, situated. Get your, get your mind straight, Joel. All right. We'll get Joel a minute here. Uh, this episode of the College Street Podcast is, of course, brought to you by. FanDuel. If you haven't already, head over to FanDuel.com slash Causeway and get yourself signed up for fantasy football. I just keep getting better and better, Sean. So you better look out because I've been doing my thing. And you can do your thing, too, and knock off Sean and see if you can knock me off, too. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you, join- probably, you probably can beat me if you're more than a, a, a decent fantasy football player. But join us anyways. We got win the some money. League. We got the, list got the league. listeners league. We have yet to win uh, win that league yet, though. So Nope, we haven't. But uh, you can. If you, all, if you all you have to do is sign up, head over to FanDuel.com slash Causeway. It's the easiest way to win money for fantasy football. And every single week, you get a chance to reset your roster. So it's that easy, that simple. You sign up, and the money is in your account. So hey, do me a favor. Don't draft Dalvin Cook this week, okay? <laughs> okay. He's out for the year. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the heads up. Or do it. I don't care. Your money. All right. Maybe I will. Do it. <laughs> All right, Joel. Here we go. Joel's ready. Got, you got your mic ready? Oh, Joel, Joel's doing the I'll LeBron play. right now. I'll do the LeBron because the stand is... Uh, Joel got the... Feeling a little stubborn right now. Took yeah, the mic I'm off the stand. Say... He's holding the mic. He's doing the LeBron right now. I'm going to say it's about time for some new mic stands for us, guys. <laughs> I, I think, I think we got to splurge. No, nah, man. We got a good one over here. It's good. Yeah. It's good. How'd you get that one every time? In case you missed it. Uh, in case you missed it. Marcus and Markeith Morris were found not guilty in their aggravated assault trial. Woo! <laughs> Just waiting for that. <laughs> Freedom, baby! Freedom! <laughs> uh, the twins, along with associate... Freedom, Morris's Gerald Bauman were arrested back in 2015 in Phoenix after, after Eric Hood was jumped outside of a high school, high school basketball tournament. According to a police report, uh, three men, including Julius Kane and Christopher Melendez... Actually, both those guys pleaded guilty before the trial. Jesus, using government names, huh? Yeah, you go. That's that's that's. Hey, I told you, I got, I got, I got the got deets. The deets. I had the hey, deets. Hey, Sean, why don't you read the affidavit, bro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was those two, those two gentlemen, and a third unidentified man assaulted a 36-year-old Who's Philly that? native. So witnesses placed the Morris twins at the game and outside in the parking lot, but there was no evidence that suggested that they were involved in the attack. Hell yeah! A local uh, barber. He testified that uh, Bauman was not present on the night in question because he was getting a haircut. Additionally, witness tampering was brought to the state's attention by the defense after witness testified that a video operator who saw the assault from afar was offered money from an, out- from an associate of Hood to testify that the Morris twins were involved in the beating. Also, there was text messages that surfaced <laughs> she was from Hood. TV. Dun, dun. <laughs> That's uh, Law and Order. Same thing. <laughs> you know, there's the law and then there's the order part. That's true. But uh, also text messages surfaced uh, that were sent from Hood stating that he allegedly. was going to get. Yeah, yeah, well, alleged. Well, this is, this is court documents. So alleged just, okay. court documents. All right. I mean, this is actually helping the Morris twins, so I don't know why oh, you're, you're, okay. you're defending. I thought you were shitting on them. Right, no, 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 no. I'm, def- I'm, I'm reading what, what Hood apparently. Oh, the guy who got beat up was the guy. Yeah, yes, ah. yes. So he, there was text messages sent from Hood. That suggests that he was gonna get a quote huge payday by suing the Morris twins. So there's that. Marcus has rejoined the Celtics. Is in he's, right now. He's currently in Boston. Back where he's supposed to be. As they prepare to take on the 76ers. Thoughts. Damn right. Told you he was. <laughs> told you he wasn't guilty. Marcus Morris is about to be a beast this year. <laughs> I just think they just just because they were there and people saw them there that this dude Hood who actually has known the Morris twins for a long time. And it was his mom that they was hitting on. Well, allegedly. Well, I mean, I don't know how allegedly, much that right? Allegedly. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy allegedly. Ass Because that they were there, and these other two gentlemen that pled guilty to the assault, but the third guy was never identified, and they made it, and, and Hood just tried to, tried to finagle somehow by saying all of these dudes jumped him, including the Morris twins, because the Morris twins just happened to take off. Speeding out of the parking lot or whatever. So pretty much they set it up, but they had nothing to do with the actual beatings. Pretty much. That's that was what that was going to be. My, that was my conclusion. Lee. <laughs> Allegedly, I don't think the Morris twins had anything to do with it. They just got good friends. Well, there was motive that no one talks about. 
But what do you want to put them on trial on Causeway Street? No, I'm no. I'm just saying that. Just like, just like, uh, Listen, the gavel pounded. Just not like, guilty. just like, just like Denzel Washington right. said in Training Day, and I quote: "It's not what you know; it's what you can prove." And obviously, they weren't able to prove that the Twins had anything to do with it. So Marcus is back on the Celtics. What's that Jay Z song? Not guilty. What's that? What's that song? He got when he when he was freed. Oh, because uh, it's a proven innocent. Yeah, the, uh, the one with R. Kelly. Hmm. Not the one I'm thinking of. Whatever, but I mean, <laughs> not guilty. All right, not guilty. So uh, that's the last we talk about. Beating the Morrises have character issues. They don't. All right, maybe Markeith does. Marcus does not. <laughs> all right. All right. What else we miss? The better twin. The better, uh, we got the better twin. Uh, in case you missed it, John is onto the Kumpo recently tweeted out to uh, the Bucks fans about his uh, possible return. The All Star forward has been away from the team and away from Milwaukee since the passing of his father last Friday night. He did return to practice, though, uh, earlier this week, but he did not play in the Bucks' first preseason game against the Mavericks on Monday. So, Any word on what happened? No, they still. I still haven't seen anything. To me, this just motivates him even more to you know do his thing mm-hmm. for the Bucks. The NBA will ditch this all-star, original all-star game format this season of East versus West. And instead, we'll have two captains that will select the, the teams regardless of which conference the player plays in. So the, the top two players from each conference that win the most fan votes will be the captains. All-star voting will begin on Christmas Day. Starters will be announced on January 18th and the reserves on the 25th. So how many... Uh, but the voting system stays the same. So like, how, like many, last how many people is LeBron going to go through before uh, he just keeps looking over Kyrie Irving? Or does Kyrie Irving get picked same like thing with second Westbrook. or third on the West? Same thing with Westbrook. Westbrook gets per- first pick. I mean, he could. Is he going to pick Durant? Well, last season, the two vote getters was, from each conference was LeBron and, and Steph. Steph Curry, yeah. So yeah. That, if that happens again this year, they but would you, be captains. But you, oh, I thought it was Westbrook. No, it was Curry. No, it was Westbrook Curry. didn't even make the, he wasn't even a starter last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember that? We, we, we talked about that. Westbrook will be probably number one this year, though. Will he? Mm. Could be Westbrook, could be Durant, could be. Could be Harden. Could be, uh, Harden. Should be interesting. Should be interesting. You could guys. be second. Well, I, third, I hope fourth. I hope it's Westbrook. He's got the most beef. Heck, you could even there. be fifth. Hey Zach, does this bring any uh, extra excitement to the All Star game or no? I like it. I think it's been a while that since the All Star games really had uh, really had something to look forward to. <laughs> I mean, it's really. It, hey it, man, I love All Star Weekend. Nah, All Star Weekend is still great, but no. the All Star Game itself is yeah, the feels last, like it's a letdown. The last two years have the been last, yeah. the worst, the La- fucking worst. Yeah. Last year was the, was probably the worst. They need to shake it up. Last somehow. year was probably the worst. They worst yeah, in like twenty that. years. Like that, it was they, awful. They, they need and to shake the it year up. before was probably the second worst. And you know what I want? <laughs> I want them to put some fucking money on it, like a like <laughs> like the winning team. You get a million fucking dollars. Well, that's that's it. So people play for it. Yeah, no, but they're no, they're discussing like charity. Because the game, yes, the game's gonna be, be the game's gonna be, be in LA, so they can pick well, an just, LA charity or they can pick their own charity. I just want to see the competitive factor. I mean, that's what we used to see in the late '90s, early yeah, 2000s. You know what I mean? Like, like teams actually wanted they cared about the game. You know, the first quarter or so was was the showtime, and those last three quarters was about the actual game. So maybe this will help. Heck, maybe there'll be some Twitter beefs before. You know what I mean? Like, you know, hyping it up, like. I don't know WWE style. What if Russell <laughs> talking what smack if Russell, to each other? What if Russell becomes a captain and he picks KD? He won't. No, that won't happen. But you know, <laughs> what if? Oh, no. what, what if LeBron picks KD and and Westbrook is like, I'm not scared of you two. We'll be both of you guys. You know what I mean? Like even something like that. Westbrook would add Harden. so much more excitement to the game. Because Westbrook's not picking a warrior on his team. He's not. I, no. just, I just can't see him going and be like, Yeah, hey, Steph, come on, let's play. No, he's not going to do that, man. He, he's going <laughs> to avoid the Warriors at all costs. It comes down to the last pick. It's like Draymond Green and like Porzingis. Right. Zinger. Let's go, bro. <laughs> like you, didn't, you actually didn't even make the All-Star team, but you're on my team, baby. <laughs> I pulled some strings, man. I got you in there. Watch. Watch. It's, gonna, it's probably going to be like Kyrie Irving as a captain in the, in the East and like, I don't know, some, some, somebody random. LeBron's going to be the captain, man. Yeah, you never know. You never know. I. Yeah, I, I I know. LeBron, okay. LeBron's gonna be LeBron's been the leading vote getter for what uh, ever since like two thousand four. Yeah, since, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I just Forever two thousand four. Okay. Yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, Russell Westbrook, Mister MVP signed a five-year, two hundred and five million dollar extension that will go into effect at the beginning of next season. The OKC Thunder will owe their franchise player now two hundred and thirty-three million between now. And the end of the 2022-23 season. It's a lot of money. 
So all you Laker fans can go kick rocks because league MVP ain't going nowhere. Yep. And I don't think Paul George is either now. Well, because of this move. I mean, we'll we'll see about Paul George still, but and and he and and guess when he signed this deal? The, the what? On Kevin Durant's birthday. <laughs> Gotta love it. Hey, now let. Um, that's dude, true. It's no bullshit. I know, but <laughs> is that a coincidence or is that is that something that you think he no, did on purpose? I, no, I don't think it's a coincidence. I just think. So you think he did it on purpose? You no, think I think like, I think he signed it before, but I think OKC announced it on that day on purpose. Cold blooded. After all he's been saying all summer, like <laughs> with his fake Twitter cold handles and shit. Cold blooded. It's fucking great. It's it great. is. That's great. That is great, but fucking cold. All right. In case you missed it, Paul Pierce will officially join the. NBA on ESPN analyst crew, you know, even though he's been on there for a little while now, but the truth will appear on NBA countdown on ESPN and ABC before and during games and also continue to appear on the jump weekdays on ESPN. Like to me, other than, other than like Doug Collins and Hubie Brown, maybe even Tim Legner. I I can't stand anybody else on that, on, on ESPN. Not a big Chauncey fan, huh? Nah, I'm not feeling Chauncey. Yeah, Chauncey's all right. Yeah, he's okay. I can't stand Jalen Rose. I know that. Um, can't I know stand that. Stephen, uh, Stephen Jackson. He's awful. Stephen Jackson's fucking Stephen awful. Stephen Jackson's at the... Uh, yeah, he's on ESPN. Though. Main contributor? He's He's been on ESPN a lot this mm. summer. Yeah, I think it's a good pickup for them. Man, it's going to be weird. First year without Paul Pierce. Huh? That sort of suck. I was hoping... First I mean, regular season without Paul Pierce. But yeah, you know what? I was hoping he'd be on TNT. Really. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. But... We kind of saw this coming. The yeah, last two I mean, NBA finals, he's been. Yeah, like, yeah the ESPN sort of been. They've been eyeing him. They've been grooming him and shit. They probably like had like a little verbal agreement, like, "Hey, when you finally do hang him up, you, your first stop should be here, right?" Mm-hmm. So whatever. Yeah, it's all good. Good for Paul. Just would have been great to have like area twenty one, thirty four. Yeah. Just something. Oh, like both of them <laughs> together. Yeah, yeah. KG and Paul yeah, Pierce has their own show. Yeah, dude. yeah. yeah he'll, he'll come back. He'll stop by, especially when uh, when when he gets the number retired. But you think no, but you'll think he'll be able to do that, being contractual under, agreement. Yeah. I mean, he could be on as a guest. He doesn't have to be in like Studio J. Uh, all right. After he just gets his number retired, come on. Like, if I want to hang out with KG, let me hang out with KG. All right. But I don't. know. We'll see. Either way, uh, yeah, they definitely their staff got a little better. Cool. It's a good pickup for them. I mean, Paul's not the best analyst, but he's good. He's good. I didn't say the best, but he's good. He's good. Well, and compared it, to all those names he just said, I mean, Chauncey. I mean, truthfully, if we weren't Paul Pierce fans, I don't think we would be like, oh, Paul Pierce is so good at this. I don't know. He's not bad. I mean, he's gotten better, you know? Zach, what do you think? He's not bad. He's still got some work to do, but um, I mean, he's got a personality and he knows what he's talking about, which is, I mean, that's 90% of it right there. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's better than what they have. Like the people that, that, that like the little round table of people that come in on different days, like Scotty Pippen, Tracy McGrady. Like I'm sorry, yeah, I don't, I'm not trying to hit Tracy McGrady. Hey, as long as he, as long as he doesn't become buddy buddy with Brian Windhurst, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> or Chris Broussard. Oh, the worst. <laughs> no, Chris Broussard is on the other. Is on Fox now. Mm. Well, they both suck wherever they are. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was worth mentioning because he sucked. <laughs> yeah, well, you hear that, Brian? You suck. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> LeBron! In case you missed it, Jay-Z, Hurst, dude. who performed on SNL last weekend, was asked by the NFL a few weeks ago to perform during the halftime of the Super Bowl this year, to which Jigaman said, hell no, I got morals. He said that. Said that. Oh, no kidding. Hove obviously supports uh, Kaepernick and his movement and has boycotted the NFL this season. So the NFL decided to go with Justin what? Timberlake what? instead. What? How yeah. does that make any fucking sense? Jay Z, he's, he's, he, he boycotted the NFL. Yeah, he boycotted the NFL. So you, if you boycott the NFL, Trump gonna, told you I, to boycott the NFL to go against Kaepernick. And that's what you're doing to go. No, no, he's boycotting the with NFL. Kaepernick. He's what boycott, the fuck does that even mean? He's boycotting the NFL because Kaepernick doesn't have a job. Exactly. That's why he's boycotting the NFL. Yeah, but I think this report came out before the the Trump comments. It's fucking weird. Yeah, dude. yeah. I don't know. Play the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a sick Super Bowl halftime show. He's already. Said that he's boycotting the NFL. Oh, okay, I'll do the Super Bowl. Fine. Yeah. Like, really? Well, I mean, I, yeah, I'm gonna listen true. to Justin freaking Timberlake. I mean, after he said that, yeah, he can't just be like, "Oh, you guys want me to?" Oh, all right, yeah, I'll do it. You know, what I mean, yeah. he he already made a statement. So, like, Jay, Jay, so, were you serious about that? Like, come on, we're, we're about to, you know, offer you some dough. You can bring on Beyonce. You know, I don't know, whatever you fucking want to do. No, he's not gonna do it. He's like, no, nah, Beyonce already did it, so no, nah, she can't come on stage with me. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think he Beyonce is like? I did it before. What the fuck is what what? What are you saying, Jay? I, I just this sort of pissed me off just because that would be sick. And like, yeah. you can 
No, I you're mean, right. It would have been. It would have who, been. Who, who's that chick um, that flipped off the cameras? That you got the biggest. If you want to protest anything, you now have the biggest stage. To the most something. people watching yeah. you. Well, if it was, you can do it. Like, no, why wouldn't you. you take that and run with it? No, I got why you. Why are you taking the easy way out and boycotting it? If it wasn't well known that he's boycotted, he's like said it on yeah, multiple. Yeah, because then leading up to it, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, he's yeah. a sellout." Yeah, he's a sellout, and, and all this other shit. He's just going for the dough. Nope. Like, donate your dough to charity and then make a when statement on the biggest. When he says that he's boycotting the Grammys, he's not going to show up at the Grammys. But literally, this is the <laughs> most watched concert all year. This is the most eyes you'll have on your, the biggest stage, literally, all year. You can do whatever you want to. Know what I heard Justin's going to do, And now though? Justin's going to be like, hey, well, No, no, but yeah. You know what he's going to do? He can't do that song because that's Jay's song as yeah, well. And he'll just play the Jay-Z verse. <laughs> he's gonna the bring, game boycott Jay-Z. You guys didn't hear what he's going to do? He'll FaceTime him. He's going to bring out Jan Jackson, bro. Oh, nice. Bring him back out. T- shirtless? <laughs> and this time she's going to have a bra on. It's going to be hilarious. Nice. Can't it's wait. Be- oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. same exact dance. Ah, Justin Timberlake's so funny. Oh, he's so funny. He's like, you know, he can sing. He can act. He's funny. He'll bring Jimmy Fallon on there to do a little He's good looking, too. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they'll do some. You know what? Maybe he'll just do, like, carpool karaoke the entire time. <laughs> Fucking corny, stupid Jay-Z, you fucked us over, man. You Jeez. screwed us out of a great halftime show. Like, really? Like, okay. Really? Other than Justin, like, who would you want to be at the halftime I'm surprised show? that the NFL went, went rap, though. Yes. They haven't gone rap in a while. The NFL never goes rap. Ever since, the the, NFL, ever since that incident with you know Janet. What? Just fucking let Bruno Mars fucking do it every year, then. If, if, you're, if you're not going to, if, if people are going to be like, no, I don't want to do the Super Damn halftime show. He put on a good show, though, did he not? I like Bruno Mars. Right. I've seen him five times at the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> It'd be nice to have wasn't one of the better, best rappers of all better, time. Wasn't he better than Lady, Lady Gaga last year? Uh, people love Lady Gaga, though. Whatever. <laughs> Jay Z. I can't even tell you about the part. I was so mad at that. Best rappers of all time. He has the biggest stage. He wants to make. You know what? We want to give shit to LeBron James. We want to give shit to LeBron James. He comes out and speaks his mind and says it. Whatever he doesn't care. If you give somebody this big of a stage and you're supposed to be a symbol of, you know, of you want to you want to speak up for equality. You want to make a statement. And you just say, nah, I'm good. I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm going to protest it instead. So we'll forget about this in a week, and no one's going to be talking about this shit. Instead, you could do something that lasts literally forever on stage. It's not like he's never going to do it. It's just this one. Wait, wait, wait like two years. This is... This wait is, like two years. And this this is... Be all right. This and that last album is how I know Jay-Z is now soft as fuck. <laughs> I was waiting for them to bring that back to it's that. It's a grown man. Leave him alone, man. Yeah, he's fucking... Just go fucking go sit in your recliner, Jay Z. Friggin', I don't know what. It, put your slippers on, fucking old man. <laughs> man, go watch. Go watch some HGTV with Beyonce. Oh, man, that's some harsh words, man. I don't like this. I don't I'm like just this. saying. Well, this in case you missed it, is brought to you by the CLNS mobile app. Download the CLNS mobile app to your iPhone or Android to enjoy the best in online sports coverage, including the Causeway Street podcast. Also, give us a follow on all social media platforms. Uh, we are still looking for experienced writers, by the way. Those samples are coming in, but you know we we need we need some more. We need some more folks. Yeah, so if you're out there, DM us on. Uh, if you're out there in college and you're slide, uh, slide, slide into our DMs. Journalism. We're looking for a little way to get your stuff out on the interwebs. Hit us up. Be a part of the be a part of the team if you enjoy the NBA. You don't have to be a Celtics fan if you enjoy the NBA. Hit us up. Yeah, we we probably need a Western Conference writer. I mean, whatever, whatever, whatever you feel like. Well, all, because we've only been begging Tim for like two years <laughs> yeah, now. He just don't don't rely on Tim. Yeah. Shout hey, out to him though. He's getting case married. You missed it. Get Tim is getting days. married. <laughs> Tim's getting married this weekend. Timothy Tim. Timothy Tim to our resident Suns fan, tying the knot. So next time we talk to him, he'll be a, a married man. Married man. There you go. Shout out to Tim. And that is it for. In case you missed it. All right. Hey, Zach, thanks for coming through, man. Appreciate yes, it. Thanks, Zach. No problem, Jim. I'm doing it all again soon. Go yeah, Pistons. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Later. Talk to you later. You can also head over to uh, CosmoStreetBlog.com for your Celtics training camp and preseason coverage. Plus, there's a, there's a piece up there from Jay, uh, about Jalen Brown in a recent interview with Complex where the second-year vet had a lot to say about the uh, Kyrie Irving for IT trade. So check that out over at CausewayStreetBlog.com. Anything else, guys, you want to add before we... No, I got nothing. Yeah, no, I'm good. No, you don't want no more... No more... uh, No more words to the statue man? Nope. All right, cool. Oh, statue man? Yeah. I'm going to practice soon. (laughs) You got to get that going.
Just tell me the time and place. Well, on that note, we'll talk to you next week. When go we'll, Red Sox. We'll preview. We'll go deep into the Celtics. But by that time, we'll have a couple more preseason games under their belts. So Sox we got more to we got more to uh, to discuss. And oh yeah, Red Sox as well. Sox got a chance, dude. What do we think? Uh, Sox in five. Against go. the Strohs, huh? It's gonna go. It's gonna go. Paula all called the way. them the Houston Asteroids today. And the I asteroids. Die laughing. <laughs> Dying laughing. <laughs> and I go. Say, she say, did say that. Say that. Say that one more time. <laughs> She's like, no, the Astros. He goes, that's not what you said. <laughs> <laughs> say it. Say it how you said it. Before. The future was like the, <laughs> the droids, dude. <laughs> the droids, dude. <laughs> Uh, that's one thing I'm never gonna let her live down. <laughs> Playoff baseball, man. All right, guys. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right, all right, all right, all right. right, right. Go See you guys. I'm sure by now all of you are aware of the horrible act of violence that claimed the lives of 59 souls and left over 600 injured in Las Vegas on Monday morning. It goes without saying, but my thoughts and prayers are with the victims' families and all those affected by what is being called the worst mass shooting in this country's history. Only a year and a half after the club shooting in Orlando, not to mention all other mass shootings in schools, malls, and movie theaters, just to name a few. And quite frankly, I'm tired of sending thoughts and prayers after the fact. When is actual change going to come? How many more of these shootings have to occur before a conversation actually takes place about this nation's laws and access to these guns? I mean, with this bum, with this piece of garbage in office right now, who prefers to play over 80 or some odd days of golf since being inaugurated in January, or dedicate golf trophies to hurricane victims, than to affect real change in this country that will benefit us all? If he's in denial about what's going on, we will continue to see these acts of evil that will keep topping their predecessor as the largest mass shooting or massacres the country has ever seen. I'm pretty sure that despite the country being divided as it is right now, we can all agree on one thing, and that is that we all want to be safe. But at what cost? It's time to take action, and it begins with us talking, not pretending like it doesn't exist, or hiding from it because we couldn't imagine it happening to us or a loved one. We have to have the conversation. I was with Sean and Josue, along with many others, at the Kid Cudi Show in Boston, at an outdoor venue on Sunday night. We had the best time ever, only to wake up the following day to the news of others enjoying a music show, similar to us only hours before, only to be terrorized by a psycho with multiple guns. This truly breaks my heart, and it angers me at the same time. Could not fathom the thought of a gunman opening fire while many were to partake in one of life's many joys, music. But I also can't ignore the fact that this is becoming a regular occurrence. I just want to know when does it all end, though? We can't all be armed, nor should we be. But if what happened on Monday isn't a clear sign that something has to change, then I don't know what will. No more violence. No more mass shootings. It's time for peace.